Welcome back, guys, to my podcast, Triggered. Today, I have an amazing guest with me. Um, he has quite an introduction. Um, well, this is one of the OG kings of Vegas, um, J-Rock. His Instagram is I am J-Rock, Jason Craig. He's a master of nightlife, hospitality, club events, EDC Las Vegas. He basically has promoted and hosted celebrities in and out of Vegas for many, many, many years. So, and as you guys know, um, this run, the city of Vegas basically runs on nightlife. Let's be real. Um, tourism, this whole city runs on that. So anyways, J-Rock has an amazing story. And as you guys know, on Triggered, I often talk about my mental health journey. And I think it'd be very important to kind of delve in and dig a little bit here with J-Rock. So welcome to the show, J-Rock. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Yes. Awesome. Good yes, to be here. guys. <sighs> I... His Instagram is I am J Rock, so check it out, guys. But I kind of want to get into a little bit of history. You have quite a history. You have quite quite an amazing history. So I'll just get right into it. Um, basically, this guy. I mean, where do I even begin? There's so many things to say about you. But I was born. You were born. You no, know, I grew up. You grew up. <laughs> um, I'll just kind of I'll de- delve into like the different areas of your life. So you okay. you told me that at one point you worked your way up from janitor at the Hard Rock all the way up to director of marketing there and you kind of like started exploring your whole uh, career in nightlife there. You you owned a hospitality group in you know you owned Click for a little while and then you owned um ITM was it ITM? ITM. Yeah, ITM is the current company in the moment. Um you know, we're a hospitality lifestyle company and so we have a multitude of different projects. Hospitality has just kind of always been the bread and butter and kind of where I, you know, uh, started out and have had years of experience in. So, um, but we got different things um, besides uh, hospitality, but um, we're trucking away. Yeah, yeah. You've really been kind of the man of the hour for years in, in Wynn, Las Vegas, the casinos. There's just like event life in general. Very, very successful. You know, you run in circles with pretty big celebrities and, and those types. So clearly you're good at entertaining. And as going from, you know, like I said, the janitor all the way to hospitality, you clearly are driven. You're a driven human. And, and I find that, you know, very interesting. And now you're kind of pivoting towards a boxing career that you're you're kind of chasing. Well, Tell me a little I, bit about that. I'm not I'm not looking for a, a full boxing career. I am I am looking to do uh, one pro fight. Okay. Maybe two, who knows? Who okay. Knows, right? But just really, it's just uh, doing one for me uh, to check the boxes. I had some, you know, I had amateur fights. Um, it's something I've been doing, you know, my whole life. I've been in martial arts my whole life. Um, and, you know, through that whole process of training, fighting, um, you know, there is a period of time where I was, you know, uh, I was going to fight for UNLV and I uh, ended up joining uh, the Marine Corps um, September 11th, after September 11th, as I told you. And, um, from, from that point, it was just kind of, you know, uh, I jumped into nightlife career and, uh, I was still training. I was still, you know, uh, preparing and injuries. And then I also with, with nightlife and, uh, you know, my career started blossoming and, you know, I started kind of following that. And then there was a lot of partying and, and all that kind of stuff in the, in the midst of it. Um, but it was something that I've always, you know, uh, stayed consistent with over the years. Uh, I've never, I've never stopped training. I'll never stop. It's something that I love. It's like a, a therapy for me. Uh, I enjoy the competition. I enjoy getting better, learning, and so I'm always learning, always growing. That's awesome. Yeah, fitness is a huge therapeutic outlet for myself as well. And I, I see that we both share that, like that drive for adrenaline, you know, the daily yeah. workout, you need to get that daily workout or two in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good time for me to, you know, kind of just be focused on what I'm doing, be in the moment. Um, you know, because there's so much external data that's coming in these days for everybody, you know, um, we have smartphones and all these, all these things kind of always happening. And then also with business, you know, I'm, constantly jumping into a lot of so many different things that, you know, there's, there's a time period where it's for me and, uh, I'm focused in that moment on nothing but what I'm doing in that, in that moment. And, you know, it serves a a good purpose for me that way. And, you know, riding my motorcycle is also probably one of those therapeutic things where, you know, I'm just in my own head and, and, uh, I can take some time to just, you know, be with myself. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you gave us a little more history. So you're a Marine, you fought in the military, you, you ride motorcycles, you, you're kind of like in some ways, you know, even with the fitness of boxing, you're kind of the epitome of like a successful alpha male. Like, let's be real. 
at least a alpha male and you're successful. So, yeah. I mean, the reason why I point this out and the reason why this is important to me is because, you know, you and I have shared conversations um, about mental health, about trauma, about like yeah. our, our battles with suicide, suicidal thoughts and, and things like that. And to me, you know, in all intents and purposes, you, you, you look happy, thriving, successful, you know, you get external validation, you have no shortage of friends, no shortage of, of entertainment and access to very elevated lifestyle, correct? And yeah, over the I, year. I, yeah, I guess you could say that in so many ways. I mean, access, at least access. I'm sure you choose to, yeah. you know, um, break away. I've been, I've been blessed that I, I have gotten some really cool opportunities in my life. You know, I think I have created uh, a lot of those opportunities, but also, you know, right time, right place, and in some circumstances as well. And um, I, I do feel, you know, uh, that I've gotten to live a pretty cool life, you know. Um, Absolutely. Done some fun things and, uh, you yeah. know, I'm not done. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And, and the reason I kind of segued into that, because as you guys know, here on Trigger, we do talk a lot about mental health. I've shared my mental health journey with PTSD, anxiety, some serious, really heavy stuff that I, even as in times in life where I was on, thought on, I was on top of the world, you know, whether it's through social media, like lifestyle, same thing with you, enjoying some of the finer things in life, I can go pretty quickly from... Uh, feeling on top of the world and amazing and happy to within a sh short matter of hours to depressed and suicidal and like I don't belong here at all. Right. So the reason why I kind of bring this up is because, you know, people look up to people like you, you know, successful, alpha male driven, you know, you're a veteran, you help veterans with charities and things like that. These clearly you're very well connected and clearly a very empathetic person. Um, but you said you've struggled and this is something new that you've shared with me and you said you haven't shared with many people at all is that you've struggled with the ideas and thoughts and even attempts of suicide. Yeah. Um, is, is this my safe button? Oh, I forgot here? to mention do I, do this. Do I have a yes. safe button? You actually in case do. I, wanna... <laughs> I love that you've pointed that out. Guys, this is the first time I've ever used this. These are buttons for triggered. So if I know. say anything that's too triggering, which I am fully aware that can happen because I've experienced it myself. Yeah. If you're like, Lauren, fuck that question just... <laughs> right there and you could be done with it. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so, you know, for, for many years, it, it, it's been something that I've battled with and, um, you know, it's not something that I would talk about, you know, for me, I always, and maybe the alpha male thing always made me feel like, you know, I, I need, just needed to be tough and I needed just to, to, to get through it on my own. And, you know, there definitely, um, there was some, some real low points for me where I was asking or, trying or trying to figure out help and you know my friends like people around me really didn't understand you know uh they just would look at my life and say everything's great like you, you got all these amazing things happening and you know I did have some great things happening but you know when you get home and you're you're alone and you're you know uh you're dealing with your demons it's it's a whole different thing and you know from from an outsider's perspective no one would know and i didn't share information with people I, I always felt like i needed to keep a lot of these things to myself but over the years of trying to figure out how to how to do the the work that i needed to do to get to a better place um you know i i started opening up more and as i opened up to you you know the other day and kind of giving you some of these things that you know i i used to be afraid to talk about it. But now, you know, seeing, you know, seeing how uh, our culture is now and, and, you know, when you look at the men's suicide ratio, when you look at veterans suicide ratio and, you know, there's a real problem out there and we have to be able to talk to each other about it. We have to be able to have outlets. And I know for me, I didn't know where to go. I didn't, I didn't know how to get help. Um, you know, and if there's a way that, you know, just by talking about it and, you know, maybe sharing some of my experience that that could help somebody and, and, you know, something that they're going through, you know, to, to go out and reach out for help. Um, it's worth it. You know, we all need some help sometimes. And absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I actually think that, you know, some of it also helped me be a better leader in a lot of circumstances because, you know, um, in a leadership position, you're, you're managing personalities, you're managing people. And, you know, it's like, you never really know what someone's really going through. You know, so I always kind of, you know, I was going through my own demons and, and, and things. And so I would always treat people the way I wanted to be treated um, and would be empathetic, you know, to things that are going on in their life. Obviously, in business, you know, you still have a job to do. And if you can't perform certain tasks and it's maybe just not for you. But, you know, um, 
uh, I always wanted to, you know, at least try to understand them and understand that, you know, um, we all are going through a lot of things and we all have a past and we all have uh, trials and tribulations. So, you know, just having the emotional intelligence, you know, to be able to spot that out. And because I was kind of going through it, I was able to really, you know, um, build real relationships with staff, with people I work with. And um, I think that's always helped me. Yeah. No, I really appreciate you coming out. Was there anything specific about meeting me or was I just the right person, right time? Like why, why is this a now seem like more of an opportune time for you to share? Um, no, I've just gotten to a place where I'm comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable with my journey and, and, you know, the things I've gotten through to, to get me to this place where I am now, you know, I've, I've gone through so much, you know, self-work, um, and healing and I'm still going through it. You know, I'm still, um, I'm still healing. I'm still growing, you know, but I've yeah. put a lot of these things, you know, in my past, uh, and it, it took a lot of work to get there. It took me, you know, most well, of my whole life. You yeah. know, it's like, no, clearly you've been working on this for a while and you did open up and share to me that it was a, like for 10 years, you've been battling this demon of, of feeling suicidal. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Was there any, what was like triggering you to get to that spot? Did you, did you see anything that was like kind of a downward spiral that would put you into that state? Was there anything like in your head going on in your head or? Um, no, I, I mean, you know, it, things happened to me throughout my life. Um, you know, from the moment, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, I had, I had some, uh, a rough childhood in some circumstances and I had some great moments in my childhood. But, you know, uh, at one point I got abducted by, uh, a man. Um, and you know, he tried to kidnap me. There's this whole thing, um, that happened to me when I was a kid that, you know, some of my closest friends really don't know, um, because I've never talked about it and I buried it. And, but that, you know, that experience for me was, um, you know, nightmares for years, you know, couldn't sleep for a long time. Wow. And, you know, if, I could describe this this guy to a T right to this moment. I could see his face. Wow. Um, so, you know, things like that. Um, How old were you when this was happening? I was nine years old. Wow. I was nine years old. And, um, you know, it was a... It's a vulnerable time. For a a vulnerable time. And, um, you know, my parents also, you know, they had their, their problems. Um, my dad's fantastic. My mom's fantastic, right? I don't want to... I mean, clearly I they made them, a great kid. <laughs> they they definitely instilled a lot of um, good values into me. But, you know, families have their good times and their bad times also. And Absolutely. so, you know, went through that whole process with my, my mom and dad, you know, eventually uh, divorcing um, and some of those heavy fights and, you know, things that happen in families. But, um, you know, through my life, I, I you know, I had ups and downs. Um you know, uh, moved around a lot. I, I, I moved quite a bit. I uh, lived in multiple states. And, you know, as a kid, you know, when you're moving to new schools, new places, you know, it's you got to find new friends. You know, for me, I was getting into a lot of fights because, you know, you get picked on uh, as, as as a kid or or you 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 draw a line in the sand, you know. And so uh, I drew my line in the sand and I was always kind of quick to defend myself. Also, after, you know, this experience when I was young, I really put a lot of time into martial arts. I was always in it, but uh, I was just very determined that no one would ever take advantage of me or hurt me again. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those things that I, no one's going to hurt me. Yeah. Um, so I was always quick to stand up for myself. Um, and just through that process, you know, moving to Las Vegas, um, you know, uh, I didn't like Vegas when I first moved here. Um, <laughs> I did not like it when I first moved here. And of course, how like old were we, you when you moved here? Uh, I was a freshman, okay. like the end of my freshman year in high school. And um, we, we had moved pretty close to the school. And, you know, there was this uh, gang that <laughs> a gang leader that lived underneath me. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of thugs on the steps every day, you know, that I would that I would have to go through and. Uh, eventually, I ended up making some friends with these guys, um, and you know the, the the leader of that gang, um, and he got shot in the head right in front of me and my dad. Oh, oh my god! Uh, drive by guys. The guys had rented a U-Haul, and three guys jumped out of the back, and they they caught him. And me and my dad were were right there, and 
you know, uh, my dad had to testify in court and, and do that whole thing. I wasn't going to say anything, obviously. Um, but, you know, just things like that, um, these different moments and different pieces of, of uh, trauma things, uh, you know, I, I, I always kind of just tried to suck it up and be tough. You know, there was a, a lot of time it was just me and my dad. So I was on my own quite a bit. And so, you know, I fell in with my friends doing bad stuff you know, gangs, uh, you know, getting in a lot of fights, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I always through the process, um, just was trying to, you know, <laughs> get by. I, I know like when I was young, I, I didn't feel like I was going to live past, you know, my twenties. I just thought, you know, I would, it wouldn't happen. Um, and as I kept getting older and growing and, you know, getting through some of these things. Um, you know, I just never really dealt with these traumas in my life. I, I just buried them and, you know, just kind of just kept going, which, you know, led me into the Marine Corps and, you know, uh, you know, serving my country in Iraq and, you know, seeing what war is um, and going through that and coming home and having a hard time adjusting. You know, I had... Um, it's not like I was, you know, I wasn't, you know, a Navy SEAL, you know, like in the movies, but I was, you know, doing my job and still experiencing, you know, uh, everything that war uh, kind of brings to the table. And so also in that process, you know, really seeing these young guys, um, 18 years old, and some of these guys, you know, not making it back and being paralyzed and, you know, Man. injured and things and, and understanding like their whole life is cut short, you know. Um, so that's always been something for me where I've always tried to help veterans because, you know, um, you know, when you're 18 years old, you don't, you haven't lived, you, you really haven't experienced life. You know, I mean, some of these guys uh, fresh out of high school and, and, you know, just uh, falling into a world that changes their life forever. Yeah. And then after after they get out, you know, the VA and the help that we get is very minimal. Um, I know for me, you know, I had a hard time with finances afterwards. I had a, you know, I was engaged. And then, of course, during the period of time that I was gone, that all fell apart. And it was so it went through a period of time where it was just really hard for me to just get acclimated back into life. But I, uh, you know, to the point of it, I, I just, again, just kind of toughened up and just put my put my head down to work and you know I was always um I was always athletic I was always you know a hard worker and I just kind of buried myself into that and um you know through that time I was always in the gym I was always working out really really heavily um and really when uh I started getting like moving in nightlife and like really kind of becoming that guy who was like the facilitator of the party yeah. you know and uh and I started drinking a lot and then the drugs and all these things that kind of go with that. And once I started drinking uh, heavily and I was starting in that, that's where I, I, it was taking me into this deep part of myself that I had never dealt with. And in those demons kind of coming back to haunt me. Um, and as we were kind of talking about earlier from the outside, you know, no one would have known because I was winning and I was, you know, I, I am, a, you know, I think I'm a pretty nice guy. I, I try to live honorably and I try, you know, to, you know, treat people the way I want to be treated. And, and so I was always happy and I was always, you know, um, full of life. Yeah. Um, but I was dealing with some things that, you know, people just didn't understand, you know, because I tried to try to ask for help. I, I, you know, I tried to kind of ask my friends like, man, I'm I need help. Like, you know, and yeah. Um, what kind of feedback were you getting? Just that, oh, you got around top of the world. Yeah, you know, it was like no one really took me serious because they just were like, what do you mean, dude? You're on a reality you show. And you got this and you're doing that. And, you know, um, they just didn't get it. You know, they didn't understand. And it was hard for me to ask for help. And, um, you know, I had, I had gone through, you know, the doctors and, you know, depression medications and, all these kind of different things that really just made me feel dead inside. And I knew yeah. that wasn't the answer. I didn't yeah. want to be on that. Um, you know, and I just, I didn't know how to get help. You know, I, I didn't know how to get help. And I think there's a lot of people out there like that. I think a lot of the veterans, I think a lot of people in general, 
you know, um, who are having problems just don't really have the outlets or, yeah. you know, so. I definitely agree with you that our society has, like, done our males a huge disservice. I think people in general, but definitely males, definitely alpha males, basically saying that, you know, you don't want to be weak. You don't want to share vulnerabilities. Like, that's not tough. That's not strong. And I think um, I've had to learn this myself on my own journey because I've ki- I kind of tap into, like, alpha female energy, right? Like, I want to be fit. I want to be strong. I want to be – I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like, I find a lot of strength and that's kind of like my armor, right? Like yeah. the pain that I went through, I, I I delved into fitness. I find it very therapeutic as well. But I didn't know that, um, th- I thought, okay, I'm strong, I'm fit, people look up to me, I get validation, this is great. But I didn't know that I would still be able to hit really huge rock bottoms because I internally didn't love myself and I internally felt a lot of pain and I internally felt a lot of rejection. Um, my personal pain and journey, you know, I, I don't know if I shared the whole thing with you or if you know, and a lot of my audience already knows, but. You know, I came from a very strict religious church and this particular cult, I'll call it a cult because I don't agree with their values. I escaped, I left. I told, shared a little bit with about you that, yeah. you know, they they did horrible things. They protested military funerals. They protested children's funerals. Like they were just very self-righteous and condemning. And I, I didn't at all vibe with them. I ended up leaving and condemning them. But I lo- in the process, I lost my family. So I was only 21. I lost my mother, my father, my I was the oldest of four siblings. Everyone in this church was like my family. Like we didn't really associate with anyone outside of it. So for seven years I knew no one else. I had no other best friends, no other friends. So when I left and I got basically kicked out, they all like said, Screw you, God hates you, you're a piece of shit, you're leaving. I got immediately like ousted. So I, I had no contact. And that contact was up to fifteen years. I didn't see anyone. So it was very, very hard on me and over time it was a lot of trauma. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because I built, I decided to become my own kind of like superhero, right? Like I built myself up. I, I found love of fitness, strength, adrenaline, like these things that started to uplift me um, and make me feel safe. But I didn't know that that armor or that protection, that love and adoration I was getting wasn't getting to the core of like how I feel about myself. Like I, yeah. I was still seeking external validation, which is awesome at times but for some reason when you're when you hit a low like you said through whether it's through drugs alcohol maybe another loss maybe another micro trauma happens and all of a sudden you're triggered into that low spot where you're like holy shit nothing else matters like nothing else is helping me right now my my success isn't helping me my followers isn't like none of that matters like i just feel really low and i i've experienced that too where i've you know, right, right after I got kicked out of the church, I felt suicidal. I even called my parents and I, I said, hey, mom, like, I don't I don't know. I feel super low. I feel super bad. Like, I have this really crazy feeling like I'm just going to die. I'm either going to die or I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Like, one of those things. And it's a super intense feeling. And, uh, you know, you ask for help and, you you know, you seek it. And at that time, I got shut down. I got told, like, no, like, you, yeah. you're not part of us. You're not part of God. Like, it was intense. And I don't in that moment, I think I wasn't even trying to commit it. I was just seeking for help at that time. So that happened. And then there's another time where I felt super low um, a few years later after a breakup. You know, it's kind of like usually a series of events that kind of hit you right. hard. And I was like, triggers you. Triggers you. Yes, yeah. exactly. I was triggered. And I was at a low. I was going through a breakup all on my own, in my own, trying to start life back over. You know, I'd already lost my family, still not in contact with them. Had a breakup, so lost another person I loved. And I was like, man, this is rough. And I remember like, I swallowed like a whole, maybe not a whole bottle, but definitely a good portion of a bottle of Xanax. I took wine and I was like, that's it, I'm done. And at that time, I would guess I was still seeking help because otherwise I wouldn't have called someone. But I did call, at that time I called my ex's mom and I got help and I got my stomach pumped and it was, it saved me, you know, but I just, I know going that low. And this is even before my like Instagram careers, before a lot of the things that made me feel a little more like better about myself um and there's moments after that i also felt the same way even after successful marriage having kid like some of the things you would think in life maybe gave you more stability or more blessings i've still been able to plummet all the way down to feeling absolutely destroyed um so i don't know why i really went there i know that like basically we have similarity where we 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 have therapeutic therapeutic um outlet and fitness um, we kind of like are driven people, so I kind of relate to you on that level. Although I haven't reached the level of success you have, but I still like to, yeah, I still like to be around driven people. It's it's very like motivating for me. But I just I'm curious if you could share with us like the moments where you felt suicidal and like could you could you kind of share that with us a little bit? Yeah, um, you know, and I'll, I'll I'm going to start with this and then work backwards a little bit. But that internal voice that's inside of our head, um, it's 
it's something that we have to really understand and control the w- w- the words that we speak out loud you know become um what we feel um their words are very powerful our thoughts are very powerful and i didn't understand that for a long time and and i let those thoughts and you know things kind of overtake me and you know i um yeah i you know for the longest time <laughs> what were what were some of your the inner thoughts and I, your inner critic cuz um I honestly, I, I honestly, there was, there was periods of time where I was throughout the entire day, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about how I could make it look like an accident because I just didn't think it was honorable for me to kill myself. Um, and so. Would you say it was like a I, self-loathing that you were thinking and feeling? Yeah, I just, I just, I didn't love myself at all. I didn't like myself. I didn't like, um, I just couldn't find a reason that I wanted to live anymore. And, um, it was hard. I, I didn't understand why I thought that way, but it's literally how I thought. And, um, you know, these things, uh, at the same time, you know, I was, I was, I was winning and these, these the things in my life with my career were, were going well. And, and, and so I would, something good would come along that I'd say, okay, like, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, you just, just stick in here. Like you got good things going on. Like just, just work past this, you know, but um, you know, the alcohol and, and some of that obviously, you know, really like pushed me into those bad places. But, um, yeah, the longest time I, I just, uh, it was always kind of there and, uh, I didn't know how to, how to shake it. And, um, you know, like I said, I did a lot of work. You know, what, I, was there like an aha moment, um, in terms of like, I got to change was an aha moment about like, okay, I have like the signal to do inner work. Like what, what changed you to do the work? What, what gave you that inspiration or that motivation? Um, you know, uh, I, I was able to, you know, like I've had, I've had some, some, you know, really, uh, great women in my life. Uh, and I feel like, you know, some of them have also helped save me a little bit, uh, because there was times where I, they were the only ones I could open up to, you know, they were the only ones that I could really talk to and, uh, could understand me, you know, they loved me and I loved them and, they could understand um, when no one else would. Mm-hmm. So there was times where I had I had some some really great relationships that I learned you know from them too, and and I almost wanted to stay focused and for them, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I still hadn't figured out how to love myself, and um, it took being alone. It took being by myself because I started, you know, kind of with my relationships. It was almost like they were saving me, but I needed to save myself. And so I started taking, you know, I took a few trips by myself. Um, I started really diving into just being okay, being alone, you know, really kind of loving myself. And, you know, I went through the whole gambit of shamans and this and that, and, and, um, you know, lots of reading and lots of alone time. And, um, you know, one of the things, and I could tell you this story, uh, there was a, there was a turning point for me, um, where, you know, I had taken another trip by myself and I was really in this mode of like, let me figure this out. Like, I need to put this behind me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, I was I was in Europe and, you know, I was, you know, in Paris and I was by myself. And, you know, uh, um, a girl that I had worked with um, was out there with, uh, with a friend and they were like, let's meet up. And so I ended up meeting up uh, with these girls and, you know, we ended up having this great friendship. And, um, you know, through that process, you know, we we uh, we had the best night in Paris, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you should have a I'm, good time. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I'm and I and I know, you know, some guys who own venues and stuff like that there, you know, through my connections and whatnot. And so we had a great time and. um you know, had a, an all nighter and they decided they were going to stay with me because I was going to go to Amsterdam the next day and they decided to stay. And, um, you know, while we're, while we're on the train, um, we all fall asleep because we were out partying like literally all night till eight in the morning till like getting on the train at, you know, 11. Yeah. Gotta love those European trains. Yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, on the train ride to Amsterdam, uh, I got robbed. Uh, my whole bag got taken. I had seven thousand dollars in cash in there. I had, you know, my laptop, my uh, passport. Uh, everything was in there. Damn. So I had nothing except for my wallet and the clothes on my back. And you know, um, they were great. And you know, we we decided, like, you know, what? like I'm I'm still here. You know, and like, and I feel like God is testing me now and putting these 
obstacles in my path because I need to overcome them. You know, so it, I, I just kind of stayed positive through that. And we had another great night in Amsterdam, um, which was which was awesome. The next day I was trying to get my passport back and it was like, you know, you have to be have everything here by 10 a.m. type of a scenario. And again, we were out all night, but um, got up early and literally at one point um, was running through the streets to, <laughs> you know, to the. uh uh, embassy. Yeah. And it was literally like the security guards and everybody was clapping, happy that I made it because I was telling them my story. I was like, I'm trying to make it back home for Christmas. Um, my sister just had my nephew and like, uh, you know, like it was like, if you don't get this done, you're stuck yeah. for a week. Yeah. Um, we're not going to be able to get it for you. So, you know, I was doing everything and I, I could to get it. I got everything done in time and still, uh, they couldn't get it through. So they were like, we're sorry, you're stuck. So at that point, you know, um, at that point, you know, the, the girls were like, you know, we'll stay with you. You know, we, we don't want you to just be by yourself. And I was like, no, you know, like, go be with your families. You know, this is for me to deal with. Like, mm -hmm. I need to figure this out alone. Yeah. You know, and um, I remember it was uh, Christmas Eve. And, um, you know, I went to dinner, you know, by myself and, you know, went back to the hotel. And, and, and uh, then I had a low point. You know, I really, I, I really got into my head about it. Um you know, those, some of those things started kind of creeping back. And I feel as though, honestly, this is the last time I've, I had felt I've, I have felt this way or maybe let myself feel this way. Mm -hmm. But I got into that, that moment again, where I was like, you know, man, I've, I've lived a good life. You know, I've, I've, I feel like I've treated people well. And, you know, um, if I go out now, it's, you know, I lived a good one and at least I'm away from home. And I mean, yeah. I was literally, wow. uh, you know, I really kind of, I sat there and I just, I, you know, I had that moment of like, nah, like, get, you know, wake up. Like, yeah. and I went and I, I went online and, and I found um, this charity that was uh, helping people on Christmas, um, people who didn't have families, underprivileged, um, you know, homeless, kind of a mixture of all that. Uh, and I woke up early that morning and, you know, I kind of turned my negative into like, let me, let me try to help, you know? Yeah. And so went and, you know, went to this, went to this place and, you know, a lot of people there and I, I, you know, uh, there was a big language barrier, you know, I don't speak French, so, um, language barrier, but there was this kind of feeling of love and they knew, um, that I was there to help. And I was, you know, they felt that. And, you know, there was like one lady who, who could kind of, you know, she could speak a little bit of English. So she kind of guided me around a bit. And so they had a band there singing like live songs. And um, at one point, um, she stopped everyone and, you know, gave the speech in French. And then she did it in English so that I could understand. And she was just like, you know, we have a very special guest with us here helping us today, you know, from America. Um, he was supposed to be with his family today, but he's here with us. And uh, we want to play this song for him. And um, it was Let It Be by the Beatles. And uh, it just was a moment where I... Um, you know, I like kind of everything that kind of uh, culminated into this moment for me where I I felt like, you know, I could have been home, you know, I could have been at home with my family and but I'm here and I'm and I've, I'm helping these people and it's like genuine. And um, that moment for me was really like a turning point in my life mm -hmm. because, you know, even though I got my bag stolen and all these things and everything else that happened in my life, I just felt like. You know, um, it was a, just this turning point. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. It was like God kind of touched me. Like divine intervention. Yeah. I think you I think you made the point where you said it was literally like the obstacle is away. He's putting this challenge in front of me, putting this obstacle, and you're like, that's it. I need to face it. Yeah. And I think uh, I love this story. It's so touching, and thank you for sharing it with us. It's just like I, I, I see this like reigning theme in in my life and other people's lives where, where I can kind of see the struggle and the overcoming and it seems to be that what happens is instead of constantly running from our, our from our pain right because our pain kind of will chase us throughout life until we have that uh, whatever the aha moment is sometimes we can dodge it for a while you gotta face it y you can yeah. put up the armor for a really long time and, and all of us have coping mechanisms right like some of us like get really stone cold some of us get distant some of us get clingy like we have all these different mechanisms of how we handle our pain but if you keep going and avoiding it and don't face it like you did like you took that moment and you said i'm gonna face it like this is my moment yeah 
And, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to facing fears. You kind of are. You like to chase challenge. <laughs> I, I'm addicted to facing fears now because I like to overcome them. You know, and, and when, we, when I was talking about doing this, this boxing match, you know, that's a part of that. It's a challenge. You know, yeah. it's, it's putting, you know, obviously you have to prepare for it physically and mentally you have to prepare for it. And I like having this challenge in front of me that I have to tackle. That's yeah. scary or, you know, tough and I want to get through it. And so like now challenges for me, like I like to go head first right at them. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to have that mindset to be a fighter for yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely. I mean, you clearly have. But it. I feel like in life, you yeah, know, in, in life, too, you know, yeah. like have the hard conversations, you know, right away. And like we, we I always say this in, in, in my business and like have the hard conversations first. You know, um, and I like to dive right into things and deal with them. And, you know, um, through the process, you know, I, I, I feel like I found God again and I, I really love myself. Um, you know, I'm at the, the best place I feel like I've ever been in my life, you know, um, and I'm, I'm grateful for these things that have happened to me. You know, I'm not a victim. Mm -hmm. I am someone who how did, how did took you those have, things how and did you have used that, them. How did you have that moment, though? Because I will say... For myself, I can't speak for your journey, but for my journey, I I would have never openly admitted that I have a victim mindset ever because that's so weak and and like that's not who, the image I put out, right? I, I put out a strong, athletic, you know, female, like competitive, you know, whatever. And if anyone would have said, "Oh, you kind of have a victim mentality," I, I think deep down inside I did because I would say things to myself like, "You're not worthy. You're going to be abandoned. Everyone that loves you is going to leave you. Everyone that's ever loved you has left you. You're not really. Once people figure you out, they'll fucking give up on you." Like these are the thoughts that are deep down. Like not in my. They weren't surface level. Like I couldn't actually, until I did the work, like that you're talking about. I couldn't verbalize that that's what I felt, but once I did the work and I tried to see what what am I telling myself in this moment of anxiety or depression or whatever. So I'm like. I don't know where was I going with that? What were we talking about before? Well, I mean, I understand that, you know, um, it's just like you have where to, were you at when you had like this inner critic that's telling you these negative things that you kept resurfacing right over the course of 10 years they're resurfacing they keep hitting you and then what like this day that you talk about was it was it the act of giving to other but giving back to others where you're like oh this is what life's about is this what this is how i feel loved because i'm giving back like it was it kind of that, that I'm, not, kinda? I'm not i'm not sure because i was always i was always you know trying to help others yeah. um through the process and that always did make me feel better Maybe it, made me, it, it, it has always made me feel good to help people. Of course. It always has made me feel good to make people laugh. It has always made right. me feel good. So you good. already had that going for you for a long I, time. I definitely was always, I've, I've definitely always been a people person and I, and I, and I like, you know, I like humans, Yeah. you know? Um, so maybe the gratitude that you had this divine intervention that kind of made you face, made you face your fears and you stood, stood up to that challenge that was like, okay, this is my moment. I can face it. I yeah. can deal with it. And now I can go back and. Yeah, I feel like it was a test for me, you know, and I, like I said, you know, there was periods of time where I was able to put demons behind me and, and, and go through and then moments that I'd be triggered into it. But from that moment on, I really, I just mentally, I won't let a negative thought come in my head. Yeah. I, I don't let negative outside opinions judge me in a way like I know who I am and like, you don't, you don't yeah. know me. So I don't let outside bother me. I am good in here yeah. and I know that there's nothing that if I want to do it, I'll, I'll do it. And, you know, one of the things that I always have taken, you know, from the Marine Corps is, you know, people don't understand how hard it is to get through that, you know? Um, and I'm like, I've made it through all these things in my life. There's not much that can take me down. Like, you yeah. know, and, and all those experiences, everything that I've gone through has made me to this, this, this man that I am now. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, this alpha, uh, it, it's kind of a bad, it, it doesn't, it's not almost, it's, it's not looked at right. And, I, you know, because I, I guess, you know, you said I'm an alpha, but, you know, I have a lot of compassion. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely. I think from the outside appearance, um, I'm getting to know like the emotionally like stable guy inside, yeah. but you haven't put out I've, that much, much as, you know, yeah. this is the first time you're putting that out there, which I find to be very strong. I've had that I've a seen, lot actually. Really? 
I've had people literally, you know, be like, wow, you're so nice. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect you to be like nice. You, you know? are, and I'm like, well, you are why? a lot more I? down to earth than just if someone just looks at your image mm -hmm. and then you meet you, you're you're down to earth, you're easygoing, you're like, it's kind of like this different persona. Yeah. But it's it's good. It's a great balance, yeah. I think. It's good to have a balance. I think so. I mean, you know? I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I but I, I do get that, you yeah. know, people, people who don't know me or, um, well, you know, they have a specific thought in their head of who I am. And, um, I, yeah, you know, well, I, I mean, know. I, I can relate to it too, because a couple things, like when I relate to you having a past with trauma is that, um, for a long time, um, I used to like go to my therapist and I just be like, what, why can't, I just need God to take this from me, like this pain, this trauma, like downward spiral. Like I just, just take it. I feel so plagued. And I remember moments of not ever feeling I'm going to be better, like ever be cured, you know, because PTSD is a real, a real, and I, yeah. I didn't even go to war. So I don't even know the depths of how bad it gets for war veterans, but I know the pain that I had. And I was like, how do I just get this away? I, I need to cure this. This is terrible. And she said to me, you know, if you take your trauma and you can make turn it into a superpower. And I and I never understood what she meant right away. And and I was like, I always like kept that in the back of my head, like as a mentor quote, like you're gonna turn your trauma into a superpower. And I was like, because when you experience such a low level of pain, like such an intense level of pain or a low, low spot in your life and you overcome it, you can relate to people who've gone there, right? And, and you can relate to people that have gone through a little bit less than you, even even better, right? And sometimes Definitely. you can relate to them that have gone through more. So that that becomes a new superpower or a new level because now you have a different level of empathy than others yeah. that can't relate. They don't really know how to talk to you about it. They don't know how to get there. So when I realized that's what it was, I was like, oh my God, I can help people. It's like, it's like someone who overcame like maybe cancer and wants to help people go overcome cancer. Like now right. they can relate. Now they can right. help. And you are like a mentor. So once I realized that was that, I was like, this is it. Like the helping people with this. And who who doesn't, I mean, we experience trauma. We experience like big traumas, capital T traumas, micro traumas. Like our world is surrounded with them. And I think we don't even give the credit to the, some of the things that really cause pain in our lives. But no, no. And, and I, and I think to like, like, you know, like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're talking about this now. Well, it's, Again, you know, I think it's it's important for us to talk about, you know, uh, it's important for us to have conversations like this, you know, because there's a lot of people in the same position where they're struggling and they maybe need to talk about it or they need to find help or, yeah. you know, they just need a hug. Yeah. You know, um, it's Did just uh, we, we live in a we live in a world right now that, you know, it's it's not so easy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and we, we all need um, outlets and we all need things that, you know, hobbies. We need yeah. things that we can put ourselves into. And for you, it like was working out. For energy. me, it was working out in, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. But, you know, finding, uh, finding your inner self and, and finding how to love yourself is super important. And I didn't understand that. Like when how someone would you... say love, like I love myself back then i was like oh what you're a narcissist <laughs> yeah like i didn't i didn't get it but mm -hmm. now that i do it, it, i don't want to say it's a superpower but it it has it's a different level of enlightenment yeah. that has taken all these things and just they yeah. just go away like other people's thoughts of me other the it, yeah. it's like it, none of that bothers me you know yeah. it's it's uh, i've just gotten to a different level in of consciousness yeah no it, it it comes through you can definitely tell you've done the inner work and i'm i know i'm prodding so if, if i'm asking annoying questions there you go right there you can smack that <laughs> smack the buzzer um but so i'm curious because my journey you know i have my journey i would say i was i was really on it for about three years like seriously where i needed to do inner work with my therapist i needed to do emdr work i needed to do plant medicine this and that for myself i had to do like um you know affirmations to reprogram the shit that shit talk i had going on my head um and like w was there anything through like your shamanic experiences anything you can kind of touch on that was like kind of like healing for you that you can share yeah well i've always been very open um you know two things right like I, i'm not like a closed off person i'm open to new experiences and i'm open to different thoughts and opinions and everything uh i went uh, I, I did massage therapy school i mm -hmm. told you that right mm -hmm. uh, i went to massage therapy school right after high school and, you know, because I wanted to start making money right away before I was going to college and that sort of thing. And within massage therapy school, obviously you learn a lot about the body, but you also learn a lot about energy because energy is a real thing. 
And when you put your hands on people, you can accept that energy from people. And just like, you know, like if I'm having a bad day, my girlfriend's probably going to have a bad day if I'm <laughs> right. Like there's this yeah. thing that happens with energy. And so I learned a lot about energy very early on um, and what kind of power that it has. Um, and I would say that, you know, having that openness uh, did help me when it came to going to healers. Uh, I had a I had a a therapist slash energy worker that I worked with for a long time, Jeannie, if you're out there, she's great. Um, she's fantastic, you know, I mean, I go in there and have my cry sessions. And, <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> and then she would go and she would do energy work um, with me uh, after that. Um, and I did that for a long time mm -hmm. um, because I, I found, I really enjoyed her as opposed to like your regular kind of therapist. Um, I don't know. She just, she just really got she it. She had a way about her. She had a way about her. Um, and you know, those you things, those you... things helped me. I mean, I think my, honestly, my number one thing for me is my routine. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I wake up, I try to not look at my social media or my phone and I read and I, and I do a little bit of reading every day and I go right to my workout every day and then I get my day going. And, um, I'm a very regimented person when I am in a scheduled um, when I'm in a schedule, uh, on my schedule, I'm, I'm, everything's clicking, everything's firing and, yeah. you know, I have to keep myself scheduled. So even when there's been down times or things, as long as I'm continually sticking to a schedule reading, you know, I used to journal a lot. I do affirmations every day, you know, 11, 11 hits and I'm stopping wherever I'm at to, you know, manifest the things I want in my life and, and bring in positivity. So um, I do these regimented things every day that have now become a habit mm -hmm. and a very positive habit. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm pretty strict on my diet and the, yeah. and the foods and things that, that I'm putting in my body because that also, that also does change your mood. It yeah. also does affect you. So, uh, I've gone in this biohacking phase of my life. I love it. Um, and I'm learning so much and I, and I really enjoy that process. And so all those kind of things combined, um, I'm just on a, on a, a path to the best possible me that I can be all yeah. the time. And I'm still growing and I'm still getting better. And, I like that. um, I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better lover. I want to be, you know, a better businessman and a better friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is amazing. The, the stuff that you're talking about with the routine and the biohacking, because you're basically eliminating a lot of the outside noise and a yeah. lot of the outside distraction and a lot of the outside like variables that pull us away. Like you said, yeah. too much alcohol, too much drugs, too much unhealthy foods or even too much time. I, I, I've noticed and I've had to learn this myself. This is, <laughs> um, I don't do well if I have too much time on my hands. Like some time is good because you want like what? Freedom, financial freedom and freedom to travel, freedom to right. enjoy your life. But too much will make your mind go weird ass places, right? Yeah. So I think that's probably helping you too with the regimented because I mean, obviously you're a busy man. You're very successful. You have a lot of things to manage. But I, if I sit with my own thoughts for too long, I'll find problems. I think yeah. we all do. <laughs> so yeah. you'll find problems with yourself. This is not too good. This is not good enough. And you see yourself going into a negro spiral. So I, I, what I've noticed, and this is one of my therapists, I have many therapists on Speedell. Thank you to all of you beautiful people. <laughs> but um, one of my therapists, my EMDR therapist specifically, she helped me. And I don't know why this took me forever to figure out. I'm 37 years old. You would think that you'd learn this by now, but it seems very simple. She said, every thought that comes into your mind, you don't need to keep and I was like that was the most aha thing I'd ever thought I, for some reason I thought every thought that comes into my head is mine and that I like now I need to ponder it and figure it out and analyze it she said no you you get thrown shit in your head all day long it can it can be like a devil's thought a friend's thought negative thought social media thought it doesn't ha it doesn't have you don't have to own it it's not yours right and I, when I realized that, I was like, oh, my God, that was like the aha moment for me that you're kind of talking about. I, I don't need to listen to all this like, negative outside noise. I don't need to be judged by whoever's judging me. Like I that was so pivotal. And now I started to realize I need to I need to clean my head. Right. I need to clean my thoughts. I need to clean my 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 environment. If my environment's too cluttered, then my mind will be cluttered. Definitely. If if my body is feeling all sort, sorts of out of whack, I need to get back on my schedule with that. And once you start to clean up these little aspects of your life and some of them see small, right, like maybe keeping your clothes organized or you're keeping your bedroom you know, tidy. Make your bed every day. Yeah, it seems, I thought that was so like lame and dumb the first time I had heard it. But now that I've been doing so much work of figuring out that the world can kind of clutter us at all times. And yeah. if we don't manage our little 
our little like zone of reality, then everything can start to make you out of whack, right? You 100%. Know? And we have to manage that ourselves. There's no one coming. You know, I always look at it like no one's coming to save me. No. You know, no one's coming to help me. I need to help myself, you know. And every day I'm trying to, to be a little bit better Yeah. You know, every single day. That. And that, that's a drive for me. That was a piece you know? I had missing for a really long time. I just went back to this is embarrassing. I don't like to admit the victim mindset. What was the book that I read recently? It's called Conscious Loving, actually. Um, but it basically identifies like it'll have a back and forth dialogue between like, you know, girlfriend and boyfriend or husband and wife. And it will show how someone has like a victim mindset or maybe right. the, this and that. I'm like, whoa, dude, I say all those things. <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, whoa. But it was just letting me know that you know, I, it's understandable where that comes from, like that what happened to me would have put me there, but it's my responsibility to change that at some point because otherwise I'm just going to keep hurting myself or hurting others or like you said, looking for someone to rescue me yeah. when I got to rescue me. It's like, up to you. And, and it's also, you know, you, you have to protect your energy. Like we were talking about a little bit, you have to protect your energy and those people that are around you as well. You know, like I like to be around people that inspire me. I like to be around positive people, you know, like um, people who are negative, people who are, you know, have a victim mindset. You know, I may I may try to help them or try to okay. give my advice to them. And sometimes I won't because, yeah. you know, I need to protect my own energy. For and sure. I've gotten to a place in my life where whether it's friends, family or, or anyone who, you know, um, isn't giving me that. Yeah. And I just choose to remove myself from yeah. that. You know, I don't need to say anything about it, but I just choose to remove myself and protect what I have and protect yeah. what I've gotten to, yeah. you know, and, and I know who I am. I'm a good man, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm going to continue to be. And so I have to protect my energy and my time. That's you know, really from, essential. From That's a really good point, too, because uh, although I learned that journey within the last year, I also learned boundaries, which I didn't have very yeah. many of them at all. <laughs> um, and yeah. now I'm learning boundaries are so healthy, like individual boundaries, personal boundaries. Like like you, you said, gotta, you got to learn to say no. Yo, yeah. You know, like and not like the movie. Yes, man. It's kind of like but the also opposite. Like, you got to learn how to say no. Yes. Right. Yes. And. You, you, you know, uh, I don't need to be at every party anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be at every every single thing if it's not going if it's going to mess up my schedule or not serve me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not everybody understands that. But like I have to protect. Yeah. My energy. And what and I learned by about, about boundaries that you're stating so clearly is that they actually can teach you. Like yeah. if someone if someone sets a boundary on me, hell, I don't like it at all. Right. But then I start to question, you know oh, what did I do to hurt this person? What am I doing to myself to hurt myself? So it actually serves as like a little tough love lesson, you yeah. know? And you might not like that shit. I don't, I didn't yeah. at first. But then you're like, oh, yeah. that person's teaching me something right now. Yeah, because we all have things, you know? And I would I would always say, you know, like I, I've made some, some great friendships over the years with a lot of people. And I don't get to talk to all those people all the time. And, and some, um, you know, maybe relationships that I don't need to continue forward. But some of those are relationships. I, I might not even talk to them for a year, but the minute I see them, it's like we are just like we never left hugging. Yeah. And it's like this feeling. And those are the kind of people I want in my life. Um, and uh, everything else is just Solid. nice. Weed out the bullshit. Weed yeah. out the rest. I love it. Okay, well, that was an awesome, awesome uh, interview. I loved it. Thank you for sharing all your story with me. I didn't even trigger you. I thought I was going to trigger you. I was going to dig really, really deep. and really... I just wanted to do that one Yeah, time. I love it. It's the first time we used it. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. I hope you had Thanks fun. Did me. you have fun? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad. All right, thank you guys um, for tuning in and be back for more. Uh -huh.